Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Money and More with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is a solo episode and I want to share with you, first of all, the beauty of being able to repurpose content. As a business owner, we can feel that we have to be a jack of all trades and really feel as though the buck stops with us with regards to all the elements that it takes to run a business. And this is usually certainly the case in the early days of running our business until we have the revenue and resources behind us to be able to take on people who are expert in those areas that we may not be expert at or we may not enjoy doing or quite simply we feel the time has come where we want to hand over certain activities to somebody else. Content can be something that causes business owners a lot of stress. It can feel time-consuming it can feel difficult to do and can make us feel, of, particularly when the creative juices are not flowing, it is something that can really hold us stuck. Now, repurposing content is something that I came to about 18 months or so ago. And now that I've been running my coaching business for a couple of years, and I have had the podcast for nine, 10 months or so. And I regularly post blogs and articles, et cetera, et cetera. I'm fortunate that I have a large amount of content that I can repurpose. And repurposing is such a good way to take the load, take the stress away from you and allow you to not feel that you are reinventing the wheel every time. And when it comes to running our businesses, and when it comes to having the right relationship with money, recognizing that we don't have to be brilliant at all of it. We don't have to be the one that takes on all the stresses in order to have the success that we want to for our business. And when we are ready, taking on support is really, really important. But it's also important to fully utilize those resources that are available to you. And repurposing your content and revisiting your content from time to time 
allows you to remind your audience of some of your previous really good pieces of content. And that's what I'm going to do today. I, a number of months ago, created a blog that looked at um, how to make more money in your business. And I think given everything that is currently going on in the world and in the media with regards to an impending recession, we're possibly already in a recession, the cost of living crisis and the concerns that come with that, then I think now is a really, really good time to be revisiting that content and sharing it here with you. And when it comes to tips to make more money in your business, this allows you to make the shift and have a financially secure business. And to do that, you need to be able to think in different ways that will attract more money into your business. What got you here will most certainly not get you to where you want to be in five years' time. And that is the purpose of today's podcast, to get you thinking of alternative ways to bring more revenue into your business. Some of these things you may be doing already. Some of these things you may just start to think about. Some of these things you may have been thinking about for some while. And this podcast may be the spur that you need to actually get you into action. Some of these things might seem disingenuous and the wrong approach in the time that we currently find ourselves in 2022, but they were. They are tried and tested in all different situations. And all I want you to do is to consider the possibility, can you make it work for you? So here are some things to consider. Tip number one, stop charging by the hour. And this is something I've said time and time again to my clients. When you are charging by the hour, all you are doing is exchanging your time for somebody else's money. And this is not the valued and valuable way to be helping your clients move from where they are to where they want to be. If you're still getting paid by the hour or even worse, by how much clients use what you've given them, you're simply limiting your potential income. Why not instead offer a flat fee for the project and find ways to make the most of that time? For example, don't just write one article, turn it into a series. Use every moment productively. If you have an hour-long meeting with a client, ask yourself, what else can I get done in the next hour? Next tip, discover your niche or speciality. Now, this one can be very, very hard when you have a money mindset that says, if I niche down, I'm going to limit my opportunities, when absolutely the opposite is true. When you niche down, this allows you to absolutely laser focus your marketing message so that the people, the niche that you are marketing to knows that you are speaking to them 
and even more importantly, that your message is resonating with them. And there is a well-known phrase that if you try and market to everybody, then you end up marketing to nobody. You don't have to be the jack of all trades, but limit yourself to a niche where you are an expert or at least specialize in something that people really need and want to pay for. By specializing, it allows you to stand out as the expert in your field. And it encourages people to want to single you out because you are an expert in that field. And when you find something unique about you and what you do in a niche, this also gives you the ideal opportunity to sell it at a premium. The next tip, increase your prices. There's plenty of research that shows higher priced goods and services are bought with much less hesitation than low priced ones. So if your customers will pay a thousand pounds, why would you sell it to them for a hundred pounds? If they're happy to pay 10,000 pounds, don't sell it to them for a thousand pounds. It just doesn't make any sense. I think because we are in a period of economic uncertainty, there can be a thought by some people to reduce their prices. Because people are going through a financial downturn, there may be a decision taken to lower prices. However, if you can demonstrate the value that you bring in the transformation and the results that you bring for your client, there's absolutely no need to reduce your pricing because potentially that could be devaluing your services and actually have the opposite effect of bringing in new clients. The fourth tip, offer a guarantee. Something that can help build trust and make people feel comfortable spending their money with you is offering them an ironclad guarantee. Especially if you are in new, unfamiliar territory, then this is essential. Help clients to realize there's nothing to lose and everything to gain. But be careful about the wording you offer around that guarantee. Ensure the guarantee only comes when people can demonstrate they have done the work, they have followed up with the action steps that you have asked of them. And if after having done all of that and been able to demonstrate they have just not seen the results, then to offer a guarantee makes it a lot easier for them to say yes in the first place. Tip number five, stop chasing new customers and focus on the ones that you have. We can all be mesmerized by the vanity metrics. The vanity metrics that says how many people, for example, we have on our list. But if we are not nurturing, if we're not building a community, if we are not in regular contact with the people on our list, with our previous clients or existing clients, then that is a surefire way to ensure that either never become our client again 
or never become our client in the first place. It's much easier to make more revenue from your current clients than spend time, energy, and resources trying to get new business. That is only a small percentage of what you already have. The growth potential for any business is found with those who are already spending money with them. However, it's also really important when you have people on your list, when they have signed up for a lead magnet or attended one of your masterclasses or come into your world in some way, it's still important to nurture them as well. Don't just chase after people to get onto your list for that vanity metrics. The important thing is, is to be nurturing them so that they can get to know and like and trust you, deliver value to them, and then occasionally remind them of how they can work with you. Regularly put out a call to action. That might be to listen to a podcast episode you're on, to download some valuable information that you have created, but nurture your audience. But also remember that within your current clients, this is where you may have a seam of gold that you hadn't realized. Number six, it's really important to ask for referrals and testimonials and also to keep a copy of all the social proof that you are receiving from your clients and those in your audience. Rather than just asking people to pay you, ask them to recommend others who can benefit from your services. Make it really, really easy for them by providing a form they can fill out and use it as an income generator. Pay a referral fee, for example. Then there are the testimonials, which help show that what you are offering is in demand and works, provides the results that you say your clients are going to enjoy. And something that will really make a difference for those who buy from you. Number seven, offer personal coaching consulting as an add-on. Adding to your existing packages is a really, really good way to add value to those packages and create VIP options. You can do this individually or create packages of consulting calls or coaching where people get, for example, unlimited time to ask questions over a period of days or weeks, ending up saving their money overall when compared to working with you one-to-one on possibly an hourly or a longer package basis. Look at your packaging. If you only have longer-term packages available, is it possible to create additional packages for a shorter period of time? So people could work with you, for example, a month rather than 10 weeks. And rather than have 10 calls, they'll have four calls instead and maybe offer some Voxer support in between. There's always a hybrid of what you offer now that you could offer as an alternative. You don't want to be confusing customers with having too many packages, but at the same time, it's good to look at what you offer now, can you offer something slightly tweaked that might make access to you more available 
to more clients. Number eight, give away what your clients are paying for. This might sound controversial, but bear with me. If you've created something of real value, why not just give it to people for free? Not necessarily everybody and not necessarily freely available on the internet, but create a special page just for clients where they can access this information and more when they sign up as a client. This means they'll have the incentive to buy from you once they realize how helpful it is. And if your product or service does end up being as great as you think, then giving them something for free will only help build that trust and rapport, which of course we know are essential in attracting money. And when it comes to our lead magnets, and when it comes to those free resources that we give away to our clients, it's absolutely okay to give some free to everybody and then possibly others free to a more discreet group, depending on what the outcome is that you're looking for. Number nine, why not offer multiple products or services? You don't have to limit yourself to one thing. You can offer many things. The more in demand and unique your offer, the more people will pay for it. Once you've given them value with one product or service, get them to spend money with you on something else. It does come back to having the right strategy when it comes to the product or services that you have. It also comes back to understanding the client journey and that journey that you want to take them on. You don't want to confuse, but you want to take them through a value stack where they keep coming back to you for more because they want greater results and they want to see themselves moving through a process where they're growing, where they're improving, where the results are getting better. So don't just limit yourself to one thing. Look at what you do and can do to increase the value stack that you are providing to your clients. And number 10, invest in your marketing. Whilst many business owners tend to focus on their service or product rather than investing in getting new business, and what happens, they just cross their fingers, they'll be able to find more work when they need it. Unless you are already established or well-known, then this potentially is a big mistake. We can have a tendency to market until we have a number of clients and then stop marketing whilst we're serving the clients. To once again have to turn that marketing tap back on again when we need new clients. And it's that boom and bust methodology that can make running a business more stressful. Firstly, no matter how good your offer is, nobody will know about it if they don't firstly know who you are. So you need to put time and resources into building your brand online and offline if that's applicable. So people get to know you and the work you do. Secondly, good marketing spend will help ensure that once those customers find you, they'll be interested in what you have to offer. So really think about when is the right time 
for you to really start investing in your marketing? And the answer to that question is now. If you consider marketing like hitting a golf ball down the green and sales like putting the ball into the hole, then you need to have the two things working hand in hand, marketing and sales. Without marketing, you can't make sales. Without sales, then eventually you're not going to have anything to market. So marketing and sales really, really need to work in tandem with each other. And whilst once your business has reached a certain point, you may decide you can afford to turn down that marketing tap every now and then. As you are growing your business, it's really, really important to have the marketing tap going at the same rate as the sales tap. And then eventually you can look at what other investments you should and can be making in order to firstly make that marketing more automated, but also to hand over some of the responsibility, some of those tasks to other people. And when it comes to growing our businesses, we need to step outside of our comfort zone and to really examine how effectively we are doing what we're doing and what changes we need to make to actually make the running and the flow of that business more effective. And doing what we have always done, as I said at the start of this episode, doing what we've always done is not necessarily going to get us to where we want to go. So we need to be always evaluating the success of what we are doing. We need to be looking at those around us and understanding where those people that we follow and want to emulate, what are they doing in their business to see the success that they are having and start to follow what they are doing and implementing that in our business. This doesn't mean we're copying. It means that we are taking on best practice and utilizing it to best effect in our business. So that's it for today. I just wanted to demonstrate that by being able to revisit content that we've already created in our business, it gives us the ability to create further content for me now, this podcast episode, without having to start from scratch and to come up with something else, some other content for today's episode. But I also felt revisiting this was really, really pertinent given everything that is currently going on with regards to the economy and the cost of living. So I hope you found it useful. Any questions or comments, please do reach out to me. I absolutely love it when you get in contact with me. All my contact details are in the show notes. So please feel free to let me know your thoughts or any ideas you might have for a future episode. So that's it for now. And remember, by mastering your mindset, you truly can master the money you make in your business. And where mindset goes, money grows. Until next week. Bye-bye. 
Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free money confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.